Hi, and welcome to this week's show. And look, I'm really excited today. I'm going to be interviewing a rather lovely lady called Rachel, who has what I'd consider a really, really solid business niche. And I really love what she's trying to do for divorced women, especially. Now, we're going to dig into what she's doing because I think it's really interesting from the perspective of looking at niches um, and also from the perspective of looking at what I call value aligned businesses. You know, if you've got a business that can really serve a problem that people have, you're really helping them. And so at the end of the day, if that's what you're doing, you not only make good money, but you feel really good about yourself because you are serving and contributing, which is anyway, for me, it's one of the reasons that I'm in business. Um, we're also going to be looking at some roadblocks in Rachel's business because like many business owners that come to work with me, she would like her business to be making far more money while working less so that she can have a decent lifestyle. So anyway, let's get right into it. So I'll see you on the inside. Welcome, Rachel. It's nice to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. And I'm really excited to sort of dig into your business before we get into uh, some business building aspects and moving you through some roadblocks. So just quickly, you know, ex explain as a financial broker. And by the way, your website looks fantastic. I've got to tell you that when I started to do some research for today and for those that are watching, it's Arjun. Argentium finances is that how you pronounce it? Argentium. So Argentium is the Latin word for silver, and silver was the currency before we had dollars and notes. So that's where Argentium came from. Great. And is there a reason for that name other than that you like the concept? I love the sound of the name. Um, also, it's A, and I'm a bit older, so it was A in the white pages. If anyone was looking for a broker, it was at the start. Great. Okay. All right, so you specialise into a, into a niche. Do you want to explain your niche? Yeah, sure. Um, I do home loans for a lot of people, but the, the um, type of home loan that gives me the most um, passion and gets my juices flowing is helping people who, to recover financially after divorce. Um, divorce isn't something people do regularly. They don't get good at it. They don't hopefully get much practice. <laughs> what do you reckon? I, I think oh. four times. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. Um, and because it's something that we only do once, if we're lucky, maybe twice if we're not, um, it's something that you, you're always looking for people that, one, understand what you're going through and two, are able to help you to rebuild um, your confidence and your financial certainty. Um, I was in business when I was going through a divorce. And for me, the fear of finances was by far the biggest thing that you know, compounded any decision I made. So when I, I've been doing breaking 12 years now and I love helping everybody, but when I was looking at, well, what, what really do I enjoy? It was helping people recover from what can often be one of the biggest things they go through. So I, I can really tell, Rachel, that you have a very uh, empathetic, compassionate yeah. part of you. So <laughs> you're going, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like I can sense that when you're uh, working with clients, it's, it, it's like your nurturer 
yes, your, your, definitely. your inner nurturer is really there. And, and I, I, I just sort of want to dig into that because I think that's really important because apart from the financial aspect, what are you trying to give your client who, who's in, in such suffering and pain? Um, a, a, a sort of a, a longer term future and some hope. I think the biggest thing that I'd like to give them is some hope. One, because I've been through it myself and for that reason, you know, I'm able to say, look, you look like a deer caught in headlights right now. It takes about 12 yeah. months, then you'll start to come out of shock. And because um, I did casework and worked with 12 to 18 year old youth at risk for a long time, it was around kind of helping people walk through that really stressful time. Most people come to a broker when something's happening in their life, they're you know, getting married or they're having babies. But to me, the thing that I enjoyed the most was the helping. And of all of those life events, um, I think probably a divorce is the most traumatic one. So, yeah, I guess if I was a nurse, I would have been an ER nurse. I was going to say, yeah. It's, yeah. So you, you I just based on your work with youth and trouble, yeah. did you have a social worker or counselling background? Yes, that's right. Okay, and really. um, I went into, I f was flipping houses. My um, ex-husband and I did house flipping um, and I went to a broker and said, look, we don't know how long we're going to be in this house, but um, can you just make sure it's a flexible loan? Uh, 12 months after we bought that house, I was getting divorced and the break fee for that loan was 38 grand because without knowing it, I'd signed up to a five-year mortgage at 8.53%. So when I had another four years of the contracted term and the rates were now 7%, it was a significant break fee. So that's what started me in broking as a, as a whole. I wanted to be able to help people. Did, did you feel that when, that when you got that particular loan, did you feel that that could have been handled better? A hundred percent. And I think too, I felt like it was, I was just a number. And I don't know that that was because he was male, but to me it was like, you're just processing this deal and that's all it is to you is a deal. So that's why when I was looking at, okay, what do I love? I love houses and I love helping people. Um, real estate agent, I didn't really want to do all those weekends. So that's why I ended up in broking. So it's really interesting, Rachel. Um, and I don't think enough people kind of understand this, but... Uh, compassion, which you have a lot of, yeah. and, and that deep, sincere desire to help, is such a business asset. Um, I agree. The thing that I find hard, though, is it's a very male-dominated world, um, finance especially. And I, I'd always thought, you know, if I, if I really look after my clients and if I keep them nurtured and I guide them along the way I'm going to make it it's going to be a great business and I get referrals from clients but I'm not very good at asking for referrals from clients and I'm surprised at how long it's taking like I've been in it 12 years I'm lucky I'm still around but I thought that compassion and caring and empathy and you know knowing my stuff would be enough and it's it's not well i'm going to get into when we get into some things that you can do in your business uh, i think I'll, I'll be able to help you there um i'll, I'll give you a little glimpse of that right now <laughs> at, at this point you're not willing to yell no put it at. <laughs> no okay so Coming back to what you're saying, um, 
Well, the world's full of broke experts, right? That's yeah. the first thing, okay? Um, the, the, the world's full of good-hearted business people that yeah. aren't doing well, okay? Um, if you can get this other piece of the puzzle put into place, which we're going to be talking about, and that's going to have to do with a bit of yelling, um, then people start to understand how your compassion becomes an asset to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And we'll get to that soon. One of my mentors, uh, he is an incredibly giving man and he doesn't stop showing the world how giving he is. Okay. So this is really important. He positions his giving. He is a very giving person, but he's constantly positioning his giving. Yep. So everyone gets to see his values and people are attracted to those values, but you have to yell, but we'll get to that soon. And that's normal for someone of your uh, personality style as well. And also because you come from the, the, the caring professions and your basic baseline is care, uh, it would be unnatural for you to go yelling. And just so everyone knows what I mean by yelling is about being loud in the marketplace about who you are. Okay, it's not going to sit well with you, but mm. we'll get to that soon. So just because just I think this is still important. So in working with, especially females going through divorce, what is it that you're, you're trying to give them that, say, a lot of male brokers, it's a real male-dominated mm. industry, mm. Um, who probably, like you say, are all about the numbers mm. and not the person. What are you trying to bring that person when you're working with them? One of the main things I like to do is align them with other people that they can trust. Um, so I see people going to divorce lawyers that I don't think are good at what they do and that I think will create friction just because it means they earn more out of that particular deal. So I, I want to give them working in that industry and working in finance, you meet good people and you meet not so good people. And because they're not doing it regularly, divorce is a pretty you know singular thing to do. They don't know who's good and they don't know who's bad. So I want to align them with other people they can trust. Um, I'm hoping to give them back that hope because when you're in a marriage, you go, okay, well, I've got, you know, I don't know, John's got 50 grand a year super, I'm going to have 20 grand a year super, we're fine, or whatever the number is for everybody, it's different. Um, and then the minute that you're going in it on your own, the debt against the principal place of residence goes up. Um, so you get into more bad debt. The good debt around investments usually gets dissolved because people often sell investment properties. So they go from having some good debt and not much bad debt to it all swinging the other way around. And that concerns me because I understand that we all want somewhere that is home, somewhere for the kids that's, you know, selling down roots. Women especially are very concerned about the kids, what's the stability like, where am I going to live, how long can I afford it, all those things. So it's just giving them hope and giving them steps to, to slowly grow back their own wealth. You, you know what I get from you when you're communicating now is 
you're wanting to provide safety for them. Mm. That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing that you're wanting to, to do for them is not to add to their pain mm. because that pain could be so easily add to, added to because they go to someone who doesn't have a high care factor. Yeah. And then the third thing is you're, you're, you're trying to ensure they're not taken advantage of because mm. of the lack of financial knowledge. And this just brings me to, and already my marketing mind's kicked into gear, by the way, for you. But um, uh, Lou Fowler, a uh, uh, long-time client of mine, who very successful lady in her own right. Uh, she built a, I forget what it is, like a, a five, five and a half million dollar business from her wow. kitchen table in about four years or five years. Um, good business person, smart. Uh, for a while there, she's doing something different now, but her and I, uh, as I said, I've coached her for years. We were working on a concept because, you know, she'd done so well financially and, and she'd come from a background where she'd been with men that weren't really looking after her in the sense of, you know, her life pattern was, uh, I have to support myself. She didn't have a dad that supported her. And then she got in a couple of marriages where she wasn't supported properly. And so she had to take care of her own financial life. So the business that we were exploring at the time was uh, a similar business to yours, not, not from the perspective of broking, but financial education for women because they, they're in these marriages and they let the man handle all mm. the money. And then all of a sudden divorce happens and, oh, well. They're lost. They're lost. They're lost. So, by the way, anyone out there, you can, uh, you can see uh, you're going to be in really good hands if you refer someone to Rachel or you yourself, even if you're not uh, divorced or getting divorced, you can see you're going to be in good hands with Rachel. Um, okay, so that's real value and mission driven. So the first thing I want to do, like I already know, and I just think you're brave coming and doing this and well done, by the way. I'm not going to dig super deep into patterns. There are things that you and I might have a conversation with outside of this, but I will touch base on some of the patterns that I can see that will impact you a bit strategically. So I'm going to go to the first. Uh, so I want to start looking at a couple of things from a strategic perspective, but I shouldn't rush ahead of myself because I've already sort of got this. I just know what one of the things you need to do and I want to go there. Okay. But before I do that, Oh, no. Let me think. I had some questions prepared for you. Okay. <laughs> could, could at this point, like, from a perspective of lead flow, are you at what? what what's your capacity like now? Would you say you're 40%, 50%, 80%? Um, what? I've just put on a single mum for a couple of days a week here in Australia and also started some VAs in the Philippines who are also single mums. So I've got much more capacity than I do business at the moment. So I'm looking at doing some wealth building seminars, just free um, in my office. Um, I was thinking of trying to do it sort of every once a month on a Tuesday evening and then on a weekend, you know, on the second weekend of every month so that people, if they can't come now, they can come later. Um, and I wanted to put a financial planner in to talk about things like, have you got income protection? You can put that through your super so that your cash flow with your actual wages is okay. You know, have you thought about maybe if they've been in their partner's business and they've got very little super, have you thought about 
putting an, a property into your SMSF if you can't afford to do it in your personal name. So just having people come in to guide um, on how to keep cash flow high, tax low. Um, and I thought that I've got the capacity now, which was, it was always the other way around. I had a lot of business and, you know, it took me two or three days to get things done. And I always felt guilty that I wasn't doing it quickly enough. Now I've got all the staff and I'm like, where are all the clients? So, yeah, 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 no, that's right. Yeah. So, so what we'll do just quickly, this is for the listeners. Um, you, you observed that I asked Rachel a capacity question and I had to ask her that question because one of the things that I want to be able to crack with Rachel today is how to get her a whole bunch of leaves. And I believe there's a, 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 a way of her doing that that won't cost her a lot. So, again, you know, one of the things that I specialise in is helping build business owners out of their business. Uh, and one of the things yep. that I've seen watching what you've been doing is I've always thought that I knew there was unconscious roadblocks there and I would not um engage in anything that i thought might bring in too much business because i didn't want to ruin the reputation by not providing the service on time um, and it's like okay that roadblock's been abolished i've got staff now and that's there so it's i, I don't understand why it's still not coming when we'll, we'll, we'll go yeah. work with that okay yeah. so we have to now open the floodgates so mm. from a principal perspective you now have, you can operate at more scale because yes. of the team you've brought on. Yeah. And then from, from a principal perspective, that should free you up a bit more to concentrate on the marketing. That's yeah. the ideal. So I'm yeah, going to go. Very well at the, uh, the, you know, the data entry. I find that part really good. Oh, no, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not no. designed for that. Key principle. Everyone, yeah. work in your gifts. Now, yeah. Rachel already, I, I, I haven't spent much time with Rachel, but there's certainly two things that would shine out for me in regards to her gift profile. She needs to be communicating all the time, okay? She needs to be spreading her message using her words. So everyone here, you, you can hear it when she talks. You know she's sincere. Yeah. You know you can trust her just the moment she starts to open her, her mouth. So we've got a Rachel needs to be doing that and sitting down with clients because she'll help her clients feel really comfortable. So she's got to be using those two skills. So first of all, just call those the, the communication skills based on her values. That's where the asset is here, which means that she should be putting her team in place so that she can spend as many hours a day just communicating, whether that's from a marketing perspective sharing the values or helping the clients feel uh, safe. And even if, if Rachel doesn't end up being the one that uh, serves clients, this is position forward in five years, she's got quite a big team. Um, she will bring people in. She'd still be the face of the business because, uh, and she'll have people on her team that have the same values and people will feel that when they come to the mm. business. Okay. I'm going to go to the first thing. So, this is, uh, <laughs> this is just a fact, right? Someone like you, there are, and you're probably gonna be location dependent in the, in the sense that you have to operate in Australia, obviously, mm -hmm. but there are a whole bunch of ladies who have large databases who are about empowering women, serving women, 
and you need to do, uh, you need to have an aligning relationship with them. Mm-hmm. You need to be the go-to person uh, that supports those databases with financial information. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to understand, still trying to sort of filter through what you mean by that. Okay. Just so you know, and I'll bring your attention to this now, there's a little block going on in you, and I'm going to ask you to be feeling your body a bit in a second, and we mm-hmm. might as well. <laughs> just, and just for people watching at the moment, what you're going to see, I'm obviously we're going to be working with strategy, but I want to see what the blocks are, and the blocks are belief system blocks. Okay, so so when when I'm working with a client, I, I need to see both parts because. This is what happens with most gurus and coaches. They can give you good strategies, but they actually don't see what's happening for you on an unconscious level. And it's the unconscious that will really drive how well you implement or if you implement at all, obviously. And for Rachel, something's already showing up and it would show up in her personality profile. For, if I put her through a psycho... Uh, diet, uh, 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 psychometric. Uh, yeah, psychometric profile. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I've built my own psychometric profiling systems. I forget the name. But if, if it would come out, she'd have a stabilizer aspect in her, what we call the stabilizer. If you use disc, it would be S. So she's got SI, it's all relationship, but you'll see where we go with this. So just notice how quickly I supported you and, and not only went, well, I want to have some great fun doing the show today and help you get some breakthroughs, but I wanted people to hear your message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? So why did I want people? Because you your... like helping people too. Because I like helping people. And correct. And I have influence. And I have a, a fair percentage of women that will follow me and be on my database. Right. And wisdom. And wisdom. Oh, yeah. oh, you're saying I have some wisdom. Yes. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, so, of course, it would be natural. Like, even if you came to me now and said, look, I'd like to do a, a, a video every two weeks around finances to your database, I'm likely to go, yes. Right? So, what happens is there are, there are many women in Australia that have more power and influence than I do who also have databases, who, who also would love to promote you. Now, right now I'm hitting on the block, but I'll come to that yeah, in a Yeah, I second. can feel it. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Good, good. This will be interesting because we're going to have fun. All right, we're going to have some fun in a second. Yeah. So they'd love to promote you. Just in the same as I quickly naturally went, I'll, I want to spread this message. Like everyone listening to this just knows if they see you, male or female, right, that you are going to really look after them. You're going to take the time to find out what their needs are. You're going to explain things fully because you want them to be fully aware. You don't want to make a mistake. I know that about you. You don't want to make a mistake. So you don't want anything coming back at you. So you probably take three times as long to explain something as the broker who's just wanting to get the deal sign because you're showing them all the alternatives, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So basic principle, I have influence and you and I then have a value alignment because I'm also about helping my clients. Mm-hmm. 
And also, I understand the sharkiness in your industry. I mean, look what's mm. just happened here in Australia, right? Mm. Um, so, of course, I want to grab you and introduce you to my database as a go-to person, not mm -hmm. just for the, for the ladies, but also I love your niche, right? Your niche is yeah. awesome because of what I said. Many women don't think about finances. They get, suddenly go through a divorce, and especially often it happens uh, sure. around their 40s to 50s, mm. And when that stuff happens in your 40s to 50s and you haven't had a background of looking after your money and building finances, it's incredibly daunting, as you said. So they, they need you. Mm. You see, hear what I'm saying? They need mm. you, not other people. So the key principle is there's people like me who would love to promote you. Now, I'm going to tell you why this is wonderful. Because it doesn't cost you anything at all. Because all you do is you get on people's podcasts. You uh, do things like I'm doing right now with people. People will promote you. They'll have you speak uh, at their events, whether that's online or offline. And I just, no one can see your face because I'm speaking at the moment. So the camera goes on me, but you could see, well, that scares you. Okay. <laughs> so first block. Okay. So actually, I'm going to slow down. I'm getting overexcited and I'll just bring it straight back to logic. When you align with powerful people with influence who have the same values as you, they will happily support you. What that means is there's no dollar spent on marketing. You're already, you'll get quick return because an influencer has followers and followers do what the influencer tells them to do. Mm -hmm. Followers do what the influencer says is good for them. So for no outlay, you get coverage to an aligned database, mm. right? And you will have lead flow. That's a no-brainer. Now, it's actually the best form of marketing, to be honest, one of the best forms of marketing. What you could do, as an example, you may even give them a percentage, okay? Um, but let's look at that. There's nothing spent until there's a client where other yeah. forms of marketing you spend and then you hope to get a client. And over time, you work out the formula about what you spend and what that return mm. gives you. Mm. you. You get where I'm going. So that's a no brainer. But what happens, so just so you know what I feel, so that's me using my logic, but when I feel, when I can see it in the way you react, mm -hmm. your body doesn't buy it. It's going, no. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now, I, won't, I wouldn't do this with lots of people on the show, but I think I can with you. How, how, when I say something like your body says no, like somewhat certain, certain, certain logic-driven non-feeling types, okay? So you know a person who's all in their mm. logic but knows nothing about their feelings because mm. they've withdrawn awareness from their body. That's what's mm. going on. Um, you can't ask them a question like your body says no. I can feel my breath comes from higher up. I can feel I get like a shortness of breath. And the only thing I keep thinking to myself is, but what if I disappoint someone? Um, that's, that's it, it's just this, if, if I'm giving advice and then I disappoint them, uh, that's just devastating 
so it, that's my very first thinking is I can feel that shortness of breath and thinking if someone that's really influential says, oh, look, go and see her, what if I disappoint them? Or what if the people that they refer feel disappointed and then I've done something to their business? That makes <laughs> sense. Of course it does. Of course it does. Right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm reading a little bit with that too. Um, yeah. 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 See, the downside of being a perfectionist, <laughs> the upside of being the perfectionist is that, you know, we want our brain surgeons to be perfectionists, don't we? We mm. want, we want uh, our, our people that build our planes to be perfectionists. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, uh, when you have a perfectionist uh, genes, basically, you constantly improve things. When the dysfunctional aspect of the perfectionist is the fear of making a mistake and on the unconscious level is the fear of being a mistake. If I make that mistake, it means I am a mistake. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and mm-hmm. along with that would come a whole bunch of uncomfortable feelings like shame and guilt and all those types of things, right? So that sits on the unconscious level mm. associated with this, this belief system around the perfectionist. But what's really interesting is it is irrational in many ways, as you can see, because I'll show you, here's some mm. basic questions, right? Um, out of a hundred clients, uh, how many disappointed? Probably three. Yeah, three. Mm. Right. Great. Now, and when they're disappointed, so that's, a, I, just, I wanted to show you that. So three out of a hundred, right? that's high strike rate of, of wins. And so, and the three that might be disappointed, what kind of things set that disappointment up? Is it? They've got really low credit scores and or, um, yeah, there's been issues and I've thought that there could be a solution, um, but either through, usually through no fault of my own, I just can't get to where I want to go with them and I can't, I can't please them. Great. Now, what I'd like you to see, and this is really important, and you probably know enough about this work to, to we don't have to dwell on this, but just to name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of people listening and watching this will experience this. What, there's two things go on, first of all. You can see that, like, how do I put this? In reality, those three people that you, you can't get across the board, it's actually got nothing to do with you. It's not due to anything to do with your lack of proficiency. Does that make sense? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's, but I, it's, I haven't pleased them. No, I know. That's where I want to go. Because then you feel like you've done a bad job. Mm. And <laughs> Right. I actually want to name something quickly. This is for everyone listening. I just really love working with you today, Rachel. Thank you. It's so fantastic. Some people... You can see, this is really important, actually. I really want to talk about this. So everyone can see, Rachel, how caring, kind, and lovely she is. Everyone can see that. You can feel that. And and she's bringing those values into her business. So the downside of that type of personality, because there's heaps of people watching this right now. You're serving people, Rachel, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, heaps of people watching this that sort of are really kind and, and compassionate and have your form of personality. 
what you experience is almost an empathic connection with people. Mm. Mm. And so you, <laughs> you go, yeah, you yeah. feel their pain. Yeah. Right. And so then what happens, you have a part that wants to rescue them from their pain. Okay. And make it better. I want and them make to it be better. better after having had what I want to have made it better for them. Correct. Okay. But you'll see where we're going with it. So at that point, and you feel their pain, and when you can't uh, help them and support them out of that pain, you feel about as bad as you can because yeah. you've actually connected to their pain, right? Just yeah. correct, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I want to quickly work with this pattern. Now, patterns don't just disappear like that. According to Tony Robbins, he saves marriages in five minutes. And I watch what it is. It's just rubbish, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can identify a belief system and, and very quickly. And, but it takes uh, some time, effort, yeah. rubbing, rubbing my hands together here. Like, come on, people. Anyway, um, uh, I, I just want to show you something. I want to start getting you to think a different way. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'm saying, I'm communicating this way for a reason. You are a real asset and really beneficial to certain people in certain situations. Can you see that? Mm. Great. Yeah. And I've just given you a strategy that I guarantee will work for you. Right. And of course you can feel that part of you that goes, but I don't want to let anyone down. So I'll sort of stay and hide and not follow that. Well, what happens with that? Right, so you want to protect yourself from the three out of a hundred that you will let down and you haven't even let them down. Right? You get me? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're smiling at the moment. Now, if you do that, what you've done is to save the pain of the three, <laughs> you won't serve the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that need your support. And if they don't get your support, they're going to be ripped off. A lot of them will be ripped off or a lot of them will get into financial into get into worse financial shape. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, what I actually need you to do is to think about that. So I'm going to work with you around it actually just quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how would you feel if your organization in Australia served thousands of divorced women a year? Absolutely elated. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Now you're on your deathbed and you look back at your life and you have, your organization has supported hundreds of thousands. How are you feeling? Really glad for the children of those women or men that have gone through a divorce because they're the ones that I think have impacted the most in the whole thing. Just glad that they have fun. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. Yeah, you even went to a deeper level of... No, uh, but it's true. Cause no, I no, and I love it. You didn't see me smile. That, that's even a deeper yeah. level. It's not just about the woman. You, you're you having, in fact, right, as you said, that you're a healer. It's like mm. almost like you're a healer. Right? Yes. <laughs> you're a financial yes. healer. <laughs> so you're right. What happens is you, you're supporting the mothers. Yeah. It's going to support the children. Great. Okay. So yeah. back to your deathbed. And you've, you've, your, your organization has supported hundreds of thousands of women and that's had a knock-on impact to all their children. So you've had a knock-on impact into maybe millions of people. How would you feel about your life? Very proud. Yeah, Very proud. proud. 
Okay. And how would you feel on your deathbed if you let this fear of letting three out of a hundred, every three out of a hundred people down stop you from achieving that? I'm probably really disappointed in myself. Right. Okay. So what I need you to do after this is start thinking more and visualizing it and imagining it because it's actually in line with who you are. So there's alignment, deep alignment here with who you are and your business. Mm -hmm. And so you need to get connected more to what you're here to serve and who you're here to serve and how that's your mission. And no matter what's going on in your personality, what your fears are, you have to be dedicated to that mission. Does it make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. That's what you need to concentrate on because you will serve so many people and be so helpful if you start to move and get more into your mission and start to overcome some of the fears that we're, we're talking about now and going to continue to talk about for a little bit because I've got some more strategic things for you to do too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next one that I really want to go to is on the unconscious level, you put yourself last a bit. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm telling you, lots of people will love what we're doing here now because especially a lot of women will do this. You're a giver. And you get a lot of satisfaction from giving my wife the same. She's such a giver and, and, and I see it makes her heart really warm. It makes her happy. Like, to make it makes you happy. happy, yeah. But just notice you, yeah, so you put yourself last, okay? And in this putting yourself last, this is where I want to go, there's almost a hiding in that, okay? It's like, mm. I don't matter. Just, does that make sense to you? Yeah. And so there's a natural humbleness in you. And I'll take this even further. So this part of you that doesn't need to be seen, doesn't need that validation, doesn't feel special and quite happy to play the Mother Teresa role, Right? And, and I'm not joking when I make that uh, connotation because mm -hmm. that's what you're here to do to serve. You are here to serve. Mm -hmm. But that part of you, it, it doesn't want to be seen. So it doesn't want the limelight. It, it, the limelight is, is the last thing this part of you wants. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, when I first started 12 years ago, I was going to like the BNI, Business Networking yes, International well. Groups. Um, and I, I, to this day, I still can't figure it out. If I'm one-on-one -on -one with a client, I feel really confident and strong and clever. The minute I'm in front of four or five, I'm like, oh, yeah. can't speak. It's terrible. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So that's another reason why you won't fully hop into your mission. Because on the unconscious level, this is why when you're talking before about the body saying no, as yeah. we go down another layer, it goes, it's like you want to hide. Yes. Like, yeah. Even when you talked about when you're going to do what you're going to do in your office and things like that, I was thinking like, I've got nothing against what you wanted to do, but I was thinking, that's actually expensive what you're trying to do versus see the strategy I gave you is not expensive. Mm. Mm. But I can sense it's like you want to, if, if you keep it small enough, then you can stay sort of hidden. Mm. Okay. Now, what's really important here, and I really want to help. But the irony yep. is I love it when I see, like, 
there are, there are females who are, you know, quite social brokers or, um, and even with the work that you do, and I think I wish I could be like that. Like, it's not that I don't want to be, it's just that I, it doesn't feel natural or, or normal. Okay. Yes, it does. And we'll talk about that in a second because I'll show you. We're going to mm. do some work with it. Okay. So just come back to, I, 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 I want to just, connect you with your mission again. So can you see that the mission, if you connect, go back to your sort of deathbed or 10 years on, and you're really serving lots of women and their children, your organization is. Mm -hmm. Okay, how, how are you feeling again? Just connect with that. Mm -hmm. How many people would you love to help? Uh, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Right, see a big smile then? Yeah. So that, now that's a part of you, that big smile, the personality is made up of parts. That part of you and that smile, that's your bliss zone. That's what yeah. you're here to do. Yeah. Okay. So just see to reach those people requires you to have more of a voice. Just see that. Mm -hmm. So your mission, and this is the same for everybody. I'm loving working with you today. Our mission, if you're connected to a mission, a real heartfelt mission, I'll say some things here. If you're really connected to your heartfelt mission, you know it deeply, okay? And you know it. You just know what it is. That's what we call an alignment process. So, you know, it's not, half the time it's not worth working for me anyway with a business owner who's not deeply aligned with their mission because... They don't want to go to work every day. No, they don't want to go to work every day. Mm. So, so how can you, you help them build a business if it's not a heartfelt mission? Mm. But what happens, and this is a really important thing to understand. Uh, actually, I'm going to use a, an analogy to, to, to work with this. Do you ever watch those reality shows with the, with the singers? Never watched that at all? Yep. Right. Same here. And, you know, when, that, when those reality shows, so there was each big brother and all that sort of trashy, tacky stuff. And then everyone got a bit sick of that and MasterChef came out and uh, The Voice and those types of shows. Mm-hmm. And they got these really amazing audiences. Now, that happened during the recession, actually. It happened during the, uh, the, during the GFC. TV shifted from lowbrow uh, reality shows to more cultured reality shows <laughs> that were based around skill sets. Now, we're drawn to them because there's a drama played out. We're seeing people who are owning their mission. Mm. So singers are going... I love to sing. <laughs> I love the block. So I'm yeah. with houses, yeah. Okay, same thing, right? So you, you see, and so they, they bring them into the challenge, but they're all pushed up against their personality. So you, I, I watch the singers more than the block. And you see the singers, they're all nervous and they're quake and they've got their low self-esteem. And this is, there's a reason for this. When, when you are given a mission or you access your mission, it will frighten the hell out of your personality, mm. okay? Because the journey is to honour the mission. And I'll use this word, but it's not the right word, but it sort of puts in context, and sacrifice the personality in honour of the mission, okay? Now, a mum does that for, the, for a child naturally, Mm. I love my child so much. So I'm going to sacrifice these things, but it doesn't really feel like a sacrifice, right? Mm. You get me? Mm, totally. 
Okay. Same things required here, Rachel, with your business. This, you're, you're, you're here, right? Because your, 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 your business is your baby and you've got a mission to serve all these people. And that means that you are going to have to, and I'm telling you, because I've even got half of what, yeah, I, even half of what I can bring to you around really developing an expertise in this niche. You'll fly, I promise you. Mm. I promise you, if you find your voice, you will fly. You've got enough business acumen. You've got all that stuff in place. The only thing that's missing is the voice, which yeah, we're, yeah. we're working with, right? Because that even comes out in your website. I told you I loved your website, and I do. I think it looks amazing, feels amazing. However, your voice could be more there, mm -hmm. right? Your, your, your mission focused, so that mission needs to be right throughout your website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get me yeah yeah i do i've yes. already worried about the website a bit because i think it looks because most brokers are 45 to 55 year old men um i kind of think that in some ways the website's a bit of a fraud because it looks like a 45 to 55 year old man's website it, it's not necessarily as true as it could be and it's because you try to be what you perceive a broker should be instead of being me. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. That's why I was telling you about your website. It needs yeah. your voice. Yep. <laughs> it needs your voice. Yeah. You see, again, um, do you remember Neil Genman? Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I would not expect you to use this strategy because you're not an, you're not an attack dog person. Neil Genman was. So one of the rules of marketing is um, be different, okay? You've got to be different. But he sold fear. No, well, that's what I'm going to say. Let me finish because, yep. yeah, you're right. I don't agree with what he did, but there are certain things he did that were smart from a marketing perspective, not saying smart from a moral perspective yeah. because I didn't yep. like, right? But what he did, see, you've got a mission. Your mission is serving. You, you, you also can quite rightly say we don't treat people like numbers and, and this industry is full of people that treat people like numbers. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that you could be saying that are truth about your industry that will really help position you. So that's how the rest of the, most of the rest of the industry is. We disagree with it. We think it's immoral. And... Um, what we're about is ensuring and really ensuring that you get the best fit, especially if you're going through a divorce and you don't have good financial knowledge. Mm. So you can see at that point, what you're doing is you're, you're explaining how bad the industry or what the bad points of the industry are. And you wouldn't want to do to that too much because you're not an attack dog person mm. because, but that's what Neil Genman did. He came mm. in, had the white flag, like, look at me, I'm the real honest one. And these mm. are the real evil ones, right? Mm. Good marketing, right? Yeah, it worked. It worked. Well, again, coming back to what we're talking about, you do need to find your form of that. Mm -hmm. And again, take a breath. While this part of you wants to hide, it won't express through the website as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to go a bit woo-woo here. If you're not willing to own fully in public who you are, what you're here to do, and what you're about, 
It's almost like the universe doesn't hear it. Hear it. Mm. Doesn't trust you, which is why if you come back to even earlier on, so you could have a loud voice. Case in point, right? You and I have a very real conversation here. Mm-hmm. I'm a, um, I'm a, my, we're, how do I put it? Even sounds, sounds weird saying it, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, my fam, we're humble people in my family. It's like we're, I don't know, our whole family, it's just, I suppose when you live in a family, you, you sort of, it's, it's hard to say, but no, we don't walk around thinking we're better than people or mm. worse than people. We just don't operate that way. Um, you know, people are people, people are people. We don't have that. And we're not big noters either in the sense of. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I, it's just not who, who we are. However, from a, a, a marketing perspective, I know that I have to yell things. It doesn't mean yelling. You've got to have people listening. It's a dialogue. But if I'm not willing to say it, own it, and claim it loudly, then... No one's hearing you. No one's hearing. No one's hearing, and then I can't serve. So, in fact, I wrote a, um, in, in one of the books I wrote when I was younger... It's one of my workbooks now for, for my clients and my programs. But I, I said, you know, like I, I think humbleness and, and interesting enough, my own uh, inner work, right? I've had a meditation practice since I was 19. My, all my inner work is to undo uh, mm. what you might consider the, 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 the frivolities or the, 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 the ego and how the ego uh, acts, right? Mm. But in the world, the ego is still required to be loud if you're in business because... Confident. Yeah, it's the only way you get the message. But even if you're not confident, and this is what I want you to understand, Rachel, you know, it might take some time to change your your programming. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so typically the journey will start with you having to access courage and you should have seen the smile that you had on your face before when you thought, thought about serving thousands and thousands and thousands mm. of people. It's just coming on your face again now. Mm. That part of you is the part of you you want to learn to communicate from. And mm. the other part of you is going to be as scared as all hell. Yeah. Like, look, 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 you can see how comfortable I am doing this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? When I was first asked to speak in public, I didn't sleep for a week and I was sick. And I understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. see? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, you can see this is all about the voice. You can see, like, even from a value, remember that strategy I gave you before, mm. right, where go to the influencers. And then we talked about the voice not being fully on your website. Well, the influencers look at your website. So they want to see that Rachel right. Hunter is this carer of the feminine, here mm. to serve and, and, and nurture the feminine and protect the fe- feminine when they're at their most disadvantaged after a divorce. Mm. Right? You can use that type of languaging. You can use languaging that's not considered normal. For finance. For finance. And yeah. guess what it will do, right? Yeah. It's you get true. it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I, I promise you, I don't say this easily, I promise you, that if you find your voice for this, you, you'll just do really, really well. 
trust. Trust is the biggest currency in sales. Can you see that? Yes. Right. I'm, I'm going to... At a rating from 1 to 10, I'm putting you on the spot here. From a rating from 1 to 10, 10 being you and you engender trust really, really quickly. One would be it takes a long time for people to trust you. On the scale of 1 to 10, where would you sit when, when people meet you? Probably 9. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably go up a notch, but yeah, the one notch, I'd go to 10 probably. Okay, now why do they trust you? I think because they can tell that it's genuine. It's not, like, it's not an act. It's not a game. It's the thing that makes me happy is to make other people happy. And so they feel that. Okay. So if trust, if you're, you're saying nine, I'm saying you're a 10. Okay, um, I'll just show you this because I'm now I'm mucking around with you, with your patterns mm -hmm. a little bit and the logic, the strategy. So if that's the case, when you do get people in front of you, they do have a conversation with you. What's your close rate like? 90, 95%. Yeah. Yeah. It's just getting them here. <laughs> well, that's what I'm working at. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. And everyone listen to this. Listen, to, hear this, right? Right. She reckons 9 out of 10 trust on the trust scale. I reckon 10 out of 10 on the trust scale and 95% close rate. Right? So this is just a mathematic formula, people. Right. Think about it. So again, this comes back to the start. You are the asset because you engender trust so quickly mm. all the things we've talked about. So that's simple how to get more people in the door. Mm. Okay. What that means is the more your voice is heard, the more people are going to walk in the door. Mm. You're like this right now. Well, I work with them one-on-one -on -one when they come to me <laughs> and I'll close that. We now need to take that voice outside of the office yeah. and, and put it out there. Now, yeah. just quickly, and I'm not doing this to spruik, by the way, what I do in my programs, but all these patterns that you're talking about, they can all be dealt with. They can all be overcome to the point where you feel really comfortable speaking in public. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the moment you feel comfortable speaking in public and that hiding uh, pattern has diminished in its voltage or disappeared, your business will shift. You'll yeah. be more comfortable doing what you're doing, but it must start out with you being uncomfortable while you pursue these strategies. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I understand that. I do. I can see that I've kind of, everything else is perfect now. Like I kept thinking, oh, it's, if, if only I had a few more staff members, then I'd be able to do it. If only I did this, then I'd be able to do it. And now it's like, no, nah, all of that, no, there's no excuse left. No, I, I'm telling you right now, I want to work with you, by the way. 
Yeah. I'm going to leave that up to you. But after the show, <laughs> you contact me. I'd, I'm interested in working with you because I just know with a couple of shifts, I know what it would be. You'd probably take three three months to gear up. You'll be a bit slow, I reckon, with the pattern. Sorry to be. But it would be you because of what you've got going on in your business and how it's going on for you and you've got your team there, um, it doesn't take long to tweak someone like you into full uh, to start to take full advantage of those internal assets that build trust. You are going to have to, to do some time learning to speak in public. <laughs> okay. Now that uh, what, what do I mean by that? You have to learn to be able to present because this would come out in your psychometric profile as well, that, you know, you prefer one-on-one. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you would have to learn to be able to communicate with audiences and mm-hmm. keep your composure. But look what you've done today. This audience is going to be watching this. And it's mm. But it's actually because it's just you that I can see. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you'd have to, there's, there's work that, if you were working with me, we'd be doing work on how you, you'd be doing reprogramming work to, to, to change the underlying belief systems. And there's a few there to deal with. Mm-hmm. Even your sense of worth on, on some level as part of the hiding. Yeah. It's like you, it's hard for you to see yourself uh, extroverted and having lots of followers. Yes. Right. But, that that that's where we that's where we'd want it yeah you'd have to be working on how you learn to manage self when you first start speaking to audiences yeah and staying on point with the message okay let's let me quickly think of some other by the way do you feel like you're learning something from what we've done so much yeah so much okay um Just coming back to the influencer thing. What about young people getting their first mortgages? Is that something that you're interested in or does it just... No, I do love that because I think um, if if I can help people to start well, I see that I'm then getting them their second house and their third house and their fourth house because they've implemented at the very beginning good behaviour and good patterns. And so apart from women in their headlights, I think the young who don't understand it, don't realise that your credit file is gold, don't realise that, you know, um, payments matter, all that kind of stuff that they just don't understand it. And so if, if I give them all of the right tools and can see them becoming really successful, that's a buzz. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because they're again that sort of vulnerable cohort. In that, if if they go to a broker and he says, "Oh, you need to wear a blue sock," they'll go and wear a blue sock. They don't know the difference. So making sure that they understand the language, they understand the acronyms, they and, and that they're doing it with consciousness rather than just unconsciousness. Okay. The reason that I'm saying this again is this: there are so many youth influences these days like mm. young within their 20s to 30s we've had huge followings of young people because you know i'm a bit more out of that loop but i've got children i use instagram and things like that obviously but they amass huge followings mm. and again 
someone like you, they would just love because, again, uh, based on their value structures, you've got to remember that the youth in the world at this point in time are all about serving, are all about saving, are all about protecting victims, saving victims. That's that's the world at the moment. So mm. these these leaders of these movements would love someone like you to be able to bring to their databases. That's what I'm thinking. So even before when you said like going to say different solicitors and what have you, mm. that's slower, hard work. And you don't know that they're value aligned versus when you work with influencers, you can quickly, easily work out yeah. their that values. And where there's a value alignment, if there's a value alignment, you get a flood of clients. Mm. Right? That's, that's how it works. Mm. The, the other thing for you is, you need to have videos all over your website. Like what you just did before when I asked you about, would you want to work with the youth? Like, again, everyone senses and feels this care factor you have. Yeah. This needs to be on your website. Like the, yeah. This doesn't need to be three minutes long. Get someone to ask you a question. Yeah, okay. Right? And, yeah. and, and then you're eliciting your values. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Uh, it's funny. When I first started, I used to go to a lot of Tupperware parties because I found, you know, if I had a handful of cards and I was at a Tupperware party, I would always get clients because they'll ask you a question, you can give them an answer, and they're like, uh, can I ring and make an appointment? And I was like, I hate Tupperware. but <laughs> Look at that. See, see again? You're using my influencer strategy that I've suggested to you on the smallest of scale. This yes. one, you don't even have to leave your office and you don't have to pretend you like Tupperware. Yeah. But, <laughs> right? And, and the same thing will happen. And there's something yep. else that, in alignment with that. Because you attract people, you see. Notice when you talk, you attract them. So you have to engineer people talking to you. The other thing that I would also look at doing, if I was you, is... You could do, I'm getting really creative here, mm. uh, like a, a, a weekly, weekly, weekly radio show. Now, whether that's mm. online radio, where you have women dial in and ask you questions. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think that? I think it would be good to be able to help people and for, it, I think radio would be great because then it's, it's like it's, you know, it's a bit hiding away at the same time still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm running out of time, but I could, because I could dig even further into this bit. Uh, I think we've sort of worked on enough and you'll go away from here a little bit like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because okay. It, it challenges all of the conventions around how to get business. Um, I think probably because the people that, we hear from our old 40 to 50 year old men. It's like, oh, well, you've got to have a good website. You've got to have a nice office. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And it's sort of, it doesn't, it's not the marketing that you're talking about. It's very different. And I, I don't mind that because I don't like having to try and market the way that demographic and that age group market because it's boring. Oh, it's boring. It's batshit. It's yeah. like the language people, but it's just boring. Yeah. And by, by the way, You've got to remember, and this is, I think this is really important that I say this. Well, there's two things that I, I can say to what you've just said. The first thing is you're not them. Mm. So it doesn't even fit you mm. to play that game. You're, you're relational, just so you know, your assets in 
you're relational. So what that means is all, all marketing for you must be geared up around relationship. Okay. Right? Because yep. it's in the relationship that that builds trust, yeah. which is why I'm saying video podcasts, uh, get interviewed by influencers, all, all those things, it's relational. They hear you speak. They feel your values. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, yep. so it's not right for you to play that game. And the more mm. authentic you are and have your true voice, the more the clients are going to come to you. Because mm. now this is the other thing I want to say before we sort of close up. You've got to remember that is uh, uh, what those 40 and 50-year-olds, I feel really old at the moment, so I'm 53, but anyway, <laughs> all those old, they're, Oh, there's a third thing to say. They're um, they're in a dying industry, mm. right? So, what do I mean by a dying industry? Well, no, we're always going to need finance, but everyone, everyone knows, everyone knows that brokers have a really bad reputation. Everyone knows they all look the same too. Mm. They all look the same. They've just been through five years of getting bad reputation. They all look the same. So if you're showing up the same as them, and first of all, you don't stand out. And they look, people look at you with the same, through mm. the same viewpoint. Right? Mm. <laughs> uh, the, the third thing, the problem with, some, with anyone that's worked in an industry too long is what happens is they only see industry norms. Yes. Yes. I'm fortunate that because I work with people in all sorts of different industries, you don't get locked into, because I'm coaching and mentoring all the time, you don't get locked into a, a, a paradigm of a norm. Mm. You actually see something that's used in that industry. And, and mm. I, I, I work with manufacturing clients, so certain things that I've learned from education clients that you will bring yeah. to the manufacturing clients. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's like Any, living in a house for 10 to 15 years. You can't think of the kitchen being in the lounge room, you know, because you, you've, you've lived there so long. Correct. It's exactly the same. Correct. And on a, you're going to have stabiliser or S and U as well, I would imagine, mm -hmm. which is why you're so good one-on-one -on -one with people and really care for them. Mm -hmm. But that's, that pro, with that profile, it's easier to get stuck in the rut. So I have team, some of my team are that, profile and they do a lot of routine work because they love routine mm. does that make sense mm. and so when they've got routines of thinking routines of doing they feel at home if i bring a new idea to them they contract straight away yeah no no doesn't matter if the idea is good their initial thing is to contract because they don't like change or anything that's outside of the routine where someone like me I shouldn't be doing the routine work too much. Because it's boring and it drives you nuts. Because it's boring and it drives me nuts. And I do look for what's new. Yeah. How can I improve that? Yep. So this is why it's really good to build teams out with all the different styles in place because you don't want me no. <laughs> working the spreadsheets, even though I do from time to time. I've got to manage client flows and things like that. But you get me. Yeah, I do. Totally. Okay, Rachel, any questions before... No, I just, I'm so grateful for your time. And the yeah, no, I, well, I really, I loved working with you today. And yeah. honestly, I, I actually do want to work with you. I'm serious about yes, that. Please. I know, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll have a chat off air. Yep. Not now because I'm going to have to go as soon as we're done. Yeah, I'll, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll connect with you via Absolutely. email. And for those that are watching, I hope you got a lot from 
uh, today and I think it was very insightful and I really loved working with Rachel. I asked Rachel whether she wanted to be anonymous because you can if you do the show with me because you might want to keep your privates private and I've got nothing against that. But you know what? I, I really love what Rachel did today um, because it really helps everyone start to understand more about, say, some of the unconscious patterns that undermine the very best of strategies. Your unconscious, your, your, your unconscious patterns will control you more than your logic. So you've mm. got to be aware of what's happening on a yeah. patterning level. Definitely. And the other thing I loved about Rachel today, and I don't know if she knows this, but anyone from your target market that was watching this, in the way that you were so open, willing and vulnerable to reveal, it's actually just increased their desire to come and see you because yeah, they've okay. increased their trust yeah. because you're so willing to be truthful and vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And by the way, some target markets, I wouldn't do that because okay. like, yeah, I just knew even for you that, that from a business perspective, yeah, you know, I'll tell you something quickly. I, I've done a lot of work with hair salon owners and I love working with the hair salon owners because if you've come up in the hair industry, you've, you've heard people talk about their feelings, you know, clients talking about their feelings yeah. that they're, they're, they're used to an emotional languaging. Yeah. So they're similar in working with you, Rachel. And if their clients hear them talking in that way, it doesn't diminish their business. But if you are a, a lawyer, a, it's yeah, if yeah. you're a lawyer, no way. I'm not yeah. going to be doing that with a lawyer. I might yeah. touch a bit with their patterns and we'll talk off air about their patterns. Yeah. You just can't do it on air. Yeah. Okay, everybody, uh, just for those watching or listening, if you are interested in doing some work, I do a very, very uh, good strategy session. Um, mm. If you fit the criteria, go to my website, check it out. I'll do some work with you. Uh, the other thing that's really good to do is if you go to my website, you'll see a profiling system, a psychometric profiling system that helps you understand as an entrepreneur what your gifts, strengths, and weaknesses are. And this is one of the most important things you can ever learn. Because if you're building yourself out of your business, you should only be working your gifts and strengths, getting, letting go of roles that put you in your weakness because it will just tire you. You've got to use will to do it. So you tend to make mistakes and you've got to give it to team members that are gifted in those areas and then your business starts to shift and change. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you Absolutely so much brilliant. for your time. I'm very, very grateful.